Welcome to the Employee Lounge. I'm your host, Joe King, and today we'll be talking about 911 in Arlington County with our special guests, Morgan Turner and Aaron Miller. Morgan and Aaron, thank you for joining us today. Please tell our audience what you do for Arlington County and how long you've been here. I am an emergency communications technician with the Arlington Emergency Communications Center, that's ECC. So I'm responsible for answering 911 calls and non-emergency calls, as well as police, fire, and medical dispatch. I've been here for a little bit over two years now. And I'm the Director of Public Safety Communications and Emergency Management. I've been with Arlington County for right about a year. Uh, so my department has the emergency management functions for the county, as well as the 911 services that Morgan was just talking about. Awesome. Welcome, guys. So let's get right into it. What is 911 in Arlington County all about? So 911, I like to say, is, is one of the basic contracts that's the same in any location throughout the United States. You know that as a resident of a community, you can pick up the phone and dial 911 and be connected to help. We're going to get you the right resource at the right time to the right place. Our 911 telecommunicators really are the best part of somebody's worst day. Um, we are connecting them with the resources necessary to keep folks safe, to stabilize incidents, uh, and, and, and really to make sure that public safety is a core component of Arlington County. The men and women there answer over 300,000 phone calls every year. Wow. 228,000 of those are non-emergency calls. And so those are calls that maybe something is not working, that you've got a street light that may be out, right? Those things that are still a public safety concern um, but but don't require an emergent response. And then the, the stressful part of our job is the 92,000 or so 911 calls that we get every year. And those generate about 155,000 incidents for our police department, as well as our fire and EMS department. And one of the important things I think that folks may not understand is it goes beyond just answering a phone. The folks on the other end of the line are really managing uh, the, the resources moving to an incident and connecting our residents and connecting our community with uh, the services that they need. So it involves managing the public safety radio system. There's over 2.1 million transmissions every year in Arlington County over that system. Uh, it really is are remarkable and we're fortunate to have Morgan Turner here with us today to sort of talk more about that and really explain what it's like being an emergency communications technician. Awesome. So let's turn to you, Morgan. Uh, there seems to be a lot more to being an emergency communications technician than just answering that calls. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do during a regular shift, like a day in the life, if you will? Absolutely. And that's the fun part about this job is that you may say you may have a regular shift but there's no such thing as a regular day at ECC every day is going to be completely different regardless of you know how you walk in the door 6:45 in the morning and you're there for your 12-hour block you may have a structure fire nothing at all may happen it's absolutely fantastic to walk in and see what happens so uh, we do come in at 6.45, whether that's a.m. or p.m. Uh, we have our roll call. We sit and discuss incidents that may be ongoing that we're going to need to be aware of when we go in. Um, subjects that we're on the lookout for who have committed crimes recently. Any possible events going on during the day, like when Fort Myer fires off their cannons, we know we're going to get phone calls about that. 
Um, and then about seven o'clock, we go in, we relieve the last shift, we get our briefs, they let us know, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. And then we take our seats and wait for the day to begin. Uh, we do have our 12 hour shifts, so we wanna make sure it's so long that nobody does the same thing all day. We don't want anybody to sort of settle in and get too complacent. So we break it up into three, four hour blocks. And in those blocks, you may be police dispatch, you may do fire dispatch, you may work back in teletype, which has to do with warrants and contacting other jurisdictions. And you may be solely dedicated to phones, which is always fantastic when our staffing is hired high enough um, to allow somebody to be solely dedicated to phones. And you sit there and you work with everybody in your pod, in your little area all throughout the day, and you take life as it comes, pretty much. Awesome. So it sounds like a job where you basically have to be ready to prepare for anything. So you don't want to get too complacent. Um, so it also kind of sounds like it can be a stressful type of job. Uh, how does one manage the stress in this particular line of work? Absolutely, it can be stressful. And just to touch on what you said really quickly about being complacent, um, I had the benefit of working both day side and night side. I was recently moved to days and I know how it is on a very dead night and then all of a sudden to have somebody come up at 3 a.m. I've got somebody at the hospital fighting me and they've got a razor. So that's why we don't want to get too complacent because the second you start zoning out, that something can happen just like that and you want to be ready. Um, so it does lead to a lot of stress. You're kind of constantly waiting for something to happen. Um, it helps that we have such a strong team up at ECC. We are very much good at supporting each other. It's good to know who you can go to when you have a tough call. Good to know what your resources are, whether that's your family, your friends, somebody on the floor that you're close with. We also have the Critical Incident Stress Management Team at CISM, and they do reach out after tougher incidents where somebody may have lost a life, uh, where somebody may have gotten injured out in the field, and where the dispatcher was sort of up close and personal to that. We wanna make sure that everybody walks out okay. And in addition to supporting each other and making sure that we are all there, um, it also helps to have sort of a lot of hobbies or be able to build your life outside the job. This job, people's lives depend on you and also your coworkers' lives depend on you. You have police and fire and medics out in the field and you develop a very close bond with a lot of these people when your lives depend on, you know, somebody listening and being attentive to that radio traffic. And it's very easy to work a lot of overtime and to get very into the job and not have a friend group or a life outside it. So we do put an emphasis on going and doing your own thing on your off time when you can. I kickbox, which is in addition to being stress relief, it's exercise, it's great. And um, my weird little de-stressors, I tend to go home and watch horror movies. That's doesn't sound <laughs> de-stressing to a lot of people, but it's always kind of worked for me, so. Awesome, that's really great to know. Um, Tell us what you can about what you like the best or one of the most favorite aspects of your job. I can think of two things that I really love about it. I love when something big happens. I love the team that comes together because when things hit the fan and calls start coming in, a major incident happens and everybody buckles down and is ready, seeing that sort of magic happen up in ECC where it's not necessarily you're sitting there thinking and planning you're just doing you call out what you need and everybody around you responds to it and they say what they need and you're right there you know what they need being able to function that way it's exhilarating and it's very rewarding especially at the end of the day when you can go home and you know that you've made a difference and it was a job well done uh, this last Sunday we had 
low staffing and on top of that we had a major structure fire come in where six townhomes all next to each other were affected and as that was clearing up we had a second structure fire come in and while that was going we had a possible structure fire start happening where there was an electrical smell up in an apartment complex we had four different fire channels going dispatchers on all of them we had calls coming in we had people asking us call the health inspector, call this, call that, call Fairfax, call Alexandria, we're running out of fire units. We were calling Alexandria saying we need more units and they were saying we're out. We have a structure fire too and also you've cleaned us out. So we're constantly working and trying to solve these problems and at the end of the day when it finally settled down after about two hours, we just sat there and looked at each other and we were thrilled that we had accomplished it and we were all there for each other. We functioned very well as a team. The second thing that I love is sort of a personal aspect is I love the research and being able to solve sort of complex problems where somebody hands you something and they go, we need you to find someone. Uh, we don't know where this person is. They may be in trouble. They may be in danger. We have no information. I very much enjoy looking through databases, our local information and trying to find these people. Um, I remember a coworker and I who I was very close with had to find somebody based on a fake Facebook name and his photo, and he lives in Arlington. That is all we had. Wow. She got the call, and within two minutes, I was already searching. We had names, dates of birth, and I think from the time the call came in to entry with an address, it was 11 minutes. And you can do that alone, but not that fast and not that effective. And I think that person was in the process of ODing when they found him. It was, so being able to see that work pay off at the end of the day and know you did a good job in solving those complex problems. That's my favorite part. Awesome. Thank you. So that's a very well-rounded look at what goes into a quote-unquote typical day um, in your line of work. So especially for the listeners out there that are very interested in this type of work, based on what you describe, it's a very unique skill set, uh, unique set of circumstances that you have to navigate in terms of communication, etc. If somebody, whether they're in the county or whether they are, you know, somebody that's listening to us from the outside, uh, if they want to seek this uh, line of career path, if you will, as an emergency telecommunications technician, what would they need to do to get started? Absolutely. Um, on Arlington 911, that's our website, arlington911.com. The application is on there. All the job qualifications are on there. And we also recommend doing sit-alongs with ECC. Uh, you can call the police department non-emergency phone number. That's 703-558-2222. Uh, we'll be more than happy to get you rolling towards what you need to do to come sit and listen. It's just like a police ride-along. You get a headset, you come sit with us for whatever block of time you'd like. Um, it's really not about age. Honestly, I was the youngest person at ECC. I started when I was 22. I think I'm finally the second youngest after two years. Um, but we have people who are retired firefighters looking at coming here as well. It's not about age. It's not necessarily about experience level. It's do you have the mentality that you can come in and listen to difficult things and work well in a team and process and adapt to the situation and go home at the end of the day and know that you did a good job. Awesome. Thank you for that. So let's focus back on the general public uh, or the audience that may be listening in from the community in terms of 911. What are some tips that you can provide to them uh, when they call 911? First things first, if you call 911, whatever the reason, stay on the line. If you're having an emergency, stay on the line. Tell us where you are, what's going on. If you accidentally dial 911, still stay on the line, please. It always goes through 
and we do have to call you back multiple times to try to make sure that you're okay. I think they measured over 18 months, sometime last year was the final total of a thousand call taker hours spent dialing back 911 hangups. It takes wow. a lot of time to do and we more often than not have other 911 calls pending while we're calling you back. Just stay on the line. I know it's embarrassing. Most of us up there have done it too. It's okay. We're always happier when you stay on the line and know you don't have an emergency than when we have to spend time calling you back. And staying on the line, giving us your location, leads, leads me to the, uh, the second aspect. We don't know where you are. Tell us your location. If you're calling from a cell phone, we might have a general idea of where you are, but if that's within a huge block of apartment complexes, that doesn't mean a whole lot. We still don't know exactly where you are. Landlines will give us an address usually. However, I have also had a landline be wrong, and I had a very hysterical woman telling me she was somewhere that the computer was telling me she was not. So I had to balance, is this woman just so distressed and so far gone that she's giving me the wrong location or is my computer wrong? And the computer was absolutely wrong. She was very correct about where she was. After that, um, please try to answer our questions. When people call 911, it's usually the worst day of their lives. They're very stressed. They ask us, why does this matter? Why are you asking me all these questions? Just get somebody there now. More often than not, we've already got somebody on the way, but we are funneling answers and information to the police, fire, or medical personnel who are already on their way to you. If somebody's attacked you, we need to know what they look like. Is there a weapon? Where did they go? How do you know them? If somebody is having a medical emergency, do they have any history? Are they conscious? Are they breathing? How old are they? These are all really relevant questions that affect how these people respond and how many units we send. So it's very, very important that you answer the questions to the best of your ability. And finally, something that several people ask me to bring up, when you call 911, if the first words out of your mouth are, this isn't an emergency, but you are calling the wrong line. Please call the non-emergency number with non-emergencies. We have had people call parking complaints, ask for directions, ask what time is it on 911. You're kidding. No, not at all, sadly. And I've had people ask me if McDonald's was open. Yeah, that was at 3 a.m. in the morning. I'm suspecting wow. that guy had a pretty rough night. I've had people report robberies in progress, and eight minutes later, I'm entering a call for a late larceny because this gentleman's lawn gnomes were stolen off his yard for the second time. It's just phenomenal. So please call 911 only if you're having a life or death emergency. Somebody's in danger. There's a crime actively happening. Um, because more often than not, again, we do have 911 calls in queue. It could be somebody who needs CPR in that waiting line. And if you're calling me about your lawn gnomes, I want to hear you on the non-emergency line, please. So speaking of knowing what is an emergency and some of the other programs uh, that are available, uh, where can listeners and staff uh, go to learn more information? Yeah, I think, you know, Morgan had a great resource there. Uh, visiting arlington911.com will give you great resources about the Emergency Communication Center and where you can uh, sign up to learn more about becoming an emergency communications technician. You can also visit emergency.arlingtonva.us to learn about the wide variety of programs that are offered within the department as a whole. Our department, in addition uh, to handling the, the things that Morgan's talked about, uh, also send out alerts under the Arlington Alert Program. So residents and business owners within the community can sign up to receive emergency text messages. 
you can sign up online at emergency.arlingtonva.us and receive weather alerts, critical traffic alerts, or other alerts about incidents that are impacting the Arlington community. In addition to signing up for alerts, the website offers a variety of information about programs where our residents can become more prepared and, and how to handle emergency situations that Morgan's talking about. We wanna provide those in the community with the tools and resources that they need to assist first responders, but also to help themselves, help their families, help their friends and loved ones. If one of these things does happen to them, if they've got uh, an emergency that happens. The Intel Help Arrives program provides valuable training for individuals to be able to administer life-saving care in an emergency, uh, such as an, an act of mass violence. So looking at, at the, the threats that face communities today, looking at uh, events across the country and across the globe, we wanna make sure that folks understand that there's some basic things that they can do to administer first aid, to administer trauma care, and, and those sorts of things to individuals in need. And then there's also information about just generally making emergency plans for uh, yourself, for your friends, your family, and loved ones. We want to encourage everyone to do that uh, because as Morgan said, if you've got that information, you have that little bit of knowledge, you can better help the police officers, the firefighters, the paramedics that are responding to the scene and to provide them with better information, to provide them uh, with a better opportunity to serve our community. Awesome. Morgan and Aaron, this was fun and very informative. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to explain to all the listeners out there what 911 in Arlington County is all about and all the resources that are available for staff and community members to partake in. Thank you for tuning into the Employee Lounge. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you'll join us again for our next episode. Please remember to subscribe and listen to new and archived episodes at any time on your mobile devices. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud by searching for Arlington County Government Employee Lounge. Please help us get the word out by sharing this podcast with your boss, your team, and fellow county employees. Until next time, stay sharp.